Hello. Hey, uh, what's your hey? What's your favorite s- scary movie trilogy? <laughs> hmm. Scary movie trilogy. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> who is this? It's Chris. <laughs> Chris who? Farron. Born hot Chris. Yeah, the, from the podcast. <laughs> Astro Blast. You made me watch all three Scream movies. <laughs> Remember? Made you. Let me. So you're going to kill me now because I made you watch. And th- I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I actually owned all of them already, which I was excited to find out. In a previous episode, you said that they were among your favorite in your top five favorite movies. I know. Well, three of them counting as one. The trilogy as sure. a single item. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotta go. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, welcome to Astro Blast. Happy Halloween, little shits. Hey, come on. We're scary now. Halloween is in two days if you listen to these right when they come out. And if not, then fuck you. Yeah, I've got my candy corn on. I've got streamers. I have pumpkin spice. I have big pumpkin in my lawn. I'm carving it. I've got spider webs. I have spider webs in my house year round <laughs> coming from the windows in every corner of every room spider webs we're taping this in a very dim room right now with a single lit bulb a yeah. dim bulb next to chris casting shadows on his face while he says this yes yes of course there's ghosts of a, a foot jenny what are you looking at what is in your glass well, if you must know what's in my glass, when we did our taping last week, I had a little too much champagne at brunch and I did not feel good after we taped. And then I vowed to myself to stop. I was like, I think it's at that point in getting older where I'm going to not drink ever again. And then I was like, I need a drink to tape tonight. And I opened the fridge and there was that same bottle of champagne. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I uncorked it mm-hmm. and it was still fizzy. So I'm drinking it again. Love it. It's a Happy new Halloween. So what is everybody for Halloween? What will we be, huh? Jess, producer Jenny? Well, Jenny and I are going to a Buffy event on Halloween. Oh, my like God. A, what is it? Oh, it's a musical. It's like a... The musical episode, right? Yeah. Where? I can't go. Don't even ask. Do you want to go? No. <laughs> oh, I've, I have all these plans. I don't even get me started on some of these plans I have. Anyway, go ahead. Tell me more about this thing. Well, it's like, I think people are dressing up because it's Halloween and it's Buffy. So, like, two things that always make people dress up. And I think we're going to, like, couples costume it, but we don't know what. We're either going to be Xander and Anya in silky pajamas, as they are in the musical episode, or we're going to be Buffy and Spike wearing, like, things that they're normally wearing. Beautiful. What are you going to be? Oh, my gosh. Of course, I have to run the whole thing, the haunted house that I started. I'm doing different outreach things around the neighborhood. I have to pass out candy to all the kids. I have to take my kids to the candy (laughs) pass out zone. I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I'm dressing like Shrek. Oh, my God. Is that real? Buzz Aldrin Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. I'm dressing like Shrek in Buzz Lightyear's costume. Wow. Yeah. 
This is my start command. What's that? Shrek being buzzling. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck. <Cool>. Shrek Lightyear. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good idea. <sighs> and of course, I've heard a lot of people are planning on being me for Halloween. So thank you and send me the pics. Is your wife going to be Donkey? Donkey. <laughs> Don- but mixed with Woody. Is she going to be Donkey She's Donkey Woody? as Woody. Donkey and Woody in a cowboy hat. <laughs> And that'll just look like that other character from Toy Story. Did you see Toy Story 4? I did. I'm pissed. You're pissed? Yeah. You didn't like it? Well, yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm about to bust out the end of this shit. But the fact that they split up Buzz and Woody, fuck that. What is the point of splitting up Buzz and Woody? It's Pixar. They have to show you that life ultimately sucks. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) No matter what, Pixar wants you to remember, life sucks there will be great moments wonderful wonderful moments but at the end of the day it's all for nothing that's pixar that's not me is that why their little mascot guy is a very relatable lamp that all of us have or have had in a house of ours Mm -hmm. you just stare at it and ponder your existence Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's right the point of it all that's right see this is halloween and this is scary what we're talking about jenny this is scary. Thank you. Well, it's Halloween, and we fucking decided that we're going to talk about the Scream trilogy because it's both of ours. It's like, I think the only movie we share in our favorites or like one of them. Well, we watched Edge of Tomorrow recently, and did that creep <laughs> its way into your top five? I definitely loved it. Aha! She admitted. Okay. But... Do I love it as much as watching Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair make out in Cruel Attentions? No. Do I love it more than watching Drew Barrymore get stabbed and scream? No. All right. There, I could go on, but I think you get the idea that it's not quite in my top five. Okay. But I liked it a lot. Okay. And I would definitely go see the new one opening weekend in theaters if they ever make it. They're making it. They should have, um, they should have Pixar do it. We also have an Astro Probe this week with Mike Kinsella of American Football, Owen, and roughly three billion other bands that I couldn't possibly list right now. We don't have enough time in this episode to list all the bands Mike Kinsella's been in. Well, let's fucking talk about Scream. Let's do it. So I don't know. I have no idea what Chris is going to say during this episode. We both prepared and watched all three of them. I know that I'm going to be saying each character as the archetype of either- Each character? Well, of like the hits. Okay. As either a, pl- a planet or a sign okay. that I think that they represent. Because sometimes the the planets can be more like broadly archetypal than the specific signs. They mm-hmm. all mean their own things. The planets vary slightly from the meanings of the signs that they rule. So yeah, some of the characters I put a planet for and some a sign. Okay. I'm seeing some disturbing things in your notes. Get away from my notes. Get away from the notes. I'm going to have Chris kill you. He's next on your list. Yeah, you're next on my list of people to kill. Thank you. I've been listening to a lot of murder podcasts. Um, okay. So, as we all know, when I was a little boy, I wasn't allowed to go see Scream, so I downloaded short little audio clips from the movie. What? That's right. So I had, and I read the script. Somehow I got my hands on the script. <laughs> how old were you? I don't know how old. So I'm 21. So how old <laughs> was I when... Let's see. So you how were like old, one. How old 
Scream 1 came out in 96. 96? I was 10. People could download audio clips in 1996. Wait, I couldn't have been... It it came out in 1996? And then Scream 2 came out in 97 or 8. And then Scream 3 came out 2000. How did I... All right, maybe it was after it came... It had been out for a while. I just found out about it or something. Mm -hmm. I must have been like 12. Maybe it was the second one was coming out and I was like, oh... I'm hearing about this for the first time. I'll go back in time and check out the first one, too. You saw Courtney Cox slash Gail Weathers red streaks, and you were like, I gotta get on this. Yeah. Um, And then I think I had, I think when you would log on to my AOL, so, you know, maybe some people will know, remember this, but you used to log on to AOL and it would go, welcome. But I could change it, and I might I changed mine so it went, "Hello, Sydney." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, hell you yeah. You could do that. Yeah, it was cool as hell. Oh my god. Okay, well, I mean, Ghostface's little phone voice is definitely sexy. I feel like that can't be denied, right? No, it's undeniable. Jenny looks so displeased. Jenny, you say no. No. She says no. He's like, what's your favorite scary movie? That's... That is not a <laughs> Is that what you think it sounds like? What's your favorite scary movie? He literally does. That's not how he sounds? Yeah. He says it like that because I notice it every what time. What the hell? No, this is what he sounds like. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> No way. Is that more like I could it? give that voice a wedgie. That's like No, 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 no. This is <laughs> this is the bully Jenny, voice. Jenny, come take the mic and do yours. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Hell yeah, here we go. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> that oh. sounds nothing like it. Oh my gosh, did you even watch it? <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> Hello, Sydney. <laughs> Well, I think we just learned that none of us in this room are sexy at all. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Um, okay, moving on. The movie. Scream 1. Um, okay, something I noticed. Kenny Powers. Uh, the, the guy who is uh, Gail's first camera person. He looks like Janie McBride from Your Highness. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, my God, Your Highness. <laughs> Are you want to talk about bad movies? Yeah, I saw that movie in the theater. I did too. Bad movie. The biggest waste of money in my whole life. Yeah, really bad. Well, how about I run through the characters? Go ahead. And tell you what I said about them and maybe it'll trigger something. Oh, for sure. It's Halloween and we're getting ready to get triggered. Trigger treat. <laughs> trigger treat. Is what, that good Sydney, or bad? <laughs> what's your favorite trigger? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of Sydney, let's start with Sid. I had that Sid is a cancer. Okay. And here's why. Okay. She has mommy issues. Okay. Cancer is all about family and feeling close to people in your inner circle. It's about your people. Also, the moon is the planetary ruler of cancer. And the moon we also associate with the mother. Mm. So her mom died pretty early on. She's murdered. And... After the death of her mother, she seems like particularly close with her father. She calls him daddy and kisses him on the cheek. Eek. Don't we all? She only opens up to people in her inner circle. Like, we don't really see her engaging with, like, anybody ever unless it's somebody that is, like, inherently very close to her. Uh, she's always dating people, even when shit's getting wild. Like, when her mom died, 
she still had like a functioning relationship with her boyfriend for a year, which I feel like is just like a really intense thing for, what is she like? 16 or 17, yeah. Yeah. If my mom died when I was that age, I don't think I would have a boyfriend. I would be like, I gotta go. You probably, yeah, you definitely wouldn't have a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend when I was in high school. Ah! Oh my God, it was a boy. I had a couple boyfriends in high school. Holy (laughs) shit. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) All right. How interesting. Mm. No, 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 no. That's my wife. She's definitely affectionate and loving. I feel like we see this side of Sydney in like rare moments, but the death of her mother has kind of like changed that. Like what I see when I see Sydney is somebody who had her mom not died and had she not been like nearly murdered several times would be a particularly affectionate, sweet, like loving and intimate person with with people. And that's obviously like not her MO after all the trauma she's been through. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what kind of makes her character particularly sad and what draws us to her is we like sense this person that she's not able to be. I would say that, hmm, is this bad? Tell me if this is bad. She is dressed like a lesbian in all three movies. Oh, yeah. And does that mean that lesbian culture as I know it, dresses like her, or is she dressed like a lesbian? Jenny, go ahead. Sid? Yeah. Sid. Uh, Sydney. <laughs> She's got a real bisexual haircut. A lot of suede jackets, a lot of earth tones. She has Thank the bisexual you. haircut. Bisexual haircut. In all three movies. Or does gay dress Sydney? That's my question. I think this way of gay is. And is this bad? Am I being bad? Am I a bad boy? Go ahead, tell me. No, you're not being bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're not being bad. Um, Thank you. I think that all people in our generation, all women that are gay, love Scream. So I would think that what we what happens now is people dressing like Sydney. But Thank you. Also, Sydney's just dressing like a like I feel like a '90s androgynous woman, which a right. lot of people did. Right. But she's in that category of '90s women that the gays will dress after. Nice. I want to know where are all the people who dress like Matthew Lillard? Hey, I, 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 I actually, yeah, you kind of do. You kind of dress like him. <gasps> He's right in front now of that me. I think about it. Yeah. All I had to do was open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah! Um, I love Billy's hair. Oh my god, it's so greasy. It's greasy, but it's, mm, it's sexy. It's greasy in a good way, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You can also see him now on Riverdale playing Jughead's dad, and he got so hot. You think he's hot on Scream? You should see him as a motorcycle daddy. Nice. In Riverdale. Good for him. Yeah, that's what I had for Sydney. And then I guess the next star of the film's Ghostface. You have. <laughs> The killer not assigned to any of the specific people who are the, actually the killer? No, and here's why. They okay. all act exactly the same when they're wearing that outfit. That's true. You literally okay. cannot, like, that's why you never know who the killer is. Yeah. Like, somehow they all have the same exact, like, voice box technology, that, mm-hmm. like, voice translating thing. That also doesn't exist still. Um. So for the killer, I put Scorpio. I know that anyone listening who knows... A decent amount about astrology will be like, of course you said Scorpio for the killer. But I just want to say that I have reasons. Okay, why? Wait, why of course? Well, I think that 
for two reasons, Scorpio would sound obvious. One, because Gemini and Scorpio are the two most hated signs, so people always make <laughs> memes about them being like serial killers. Okay. That being said, a lot of Gemini and Virgo people are, are serial, serial killers. killers. Okay. <laughs> but, wow. but it doesn't really come from that place when people say that. And then also because Scorpio is ruled by Mars and Pluto, which are two kind of like aggressive and scary planets. And uh, Scorpio is particularly involved with like mystery and and secrets and brooding and aggression and mm-hmm. and like seduction, which are all things I think that can be pretty easily compared to like serial killer tendencies. Mm-hmm. But the reason I picked that for Ghostface is not necessarily for any of that. I put that he's sexy. Nice. Horny. Hell yeah. Spooky. He's horny? Oh, yeah. What's he horny? Well, think about this. Close your eyes and imagine all okay. of the times in the movies when Ghostface Killer lifts up the knife, it's covered in blood, yeah. and he grabs it slowly okay. and wipes all the blood off with his little glove. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you right. aroused now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. He's spooky and he's fun and terrifying. He's no- fun? Yeah, think about it. He's just like, you have a blast watching him. You're like, oh, there he is. That is there true. There he is. It is fun to watch him go. Um, he's terrifying. And no matter who is wearing the mask or costume, they're like always physically super confident. They have like the same physical like mannerisms. Yeah. Every step is like sure-footed and they're just like toying with their... Yeah, it's very like um, Dom Sub when he kills someone. Hell yeah. He's like, daddy's coming. He's like <laughs> running at you down the hallway. Except I will say that I, I think at least once in every movie, he can't open a door all the way. Like he does a thing where like somebody will put like a, a, a couch in front of a door and he'll like get it open just enough to like get his hand through and he'll just like move his knife around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can probably figure this out. <laughs> And if you can't figure it out, waving your arm around with the knife is probably not going to do anything. Yeah. Are they supposed to like walk into the knife for you? Yeah. <laughs> like they're just hanging out right on the other yeah. side of the door. Yeah. And he disappears into thin air and then shows up in the reflection of the grocery store freezer door, which feels Scorpio. When is that? Which one is that? The first one. The first one. They're getting snacks for the party at Matthew Ooh, Bullard's house. baby. Also, that moment is just like, I think maybe the most ridiculous moment in all three movies because it's like, what the fuck is the killer doing? Yeah. In the grocery store with all the lights on during the daytime mm-hmm. following Sydney around, right behind her, her refle- his reflection is in the glass. Yeah. Right behind her. Nice Halloween, baby. And uh, the killer's into horror movies. I feel like Scorpio people love horror culture. And the killer, no matter who is wearing the mask, all of the like actual killers in the movies are always attempting to get closer to some kind of like closure or end. We've talked about water science before, seeking unity, and it. I feel like unity and closure can be kind of similar. And um, so the killers are always trying to like get that closure, that end, some kind of resolve for whatever crazy ass shit is going on in their mind through destruction. They all are like channeling. The same kind of energy, which I think is Scorpionic because Scorpio always seeks to uh, experience new things through destroying old things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the water theme kind of ties Ghostface and Sid together in that they're both seeking unity. Ghostface seeking closure, unity through closure, and Sid seeking unity through family and partners. Um, But they're both unable to because of the effect that they have on each other. So these are like two water signs that are just like literally fish out of water that are gasping for air. Wow. 
And then I put that Tatum, her best friend, and the first one who gets killed in the garage door is a Gemini because she's tiny and cute and fun Rose but McGowan? serious. Yes, Rose McGowan. Okay. Uh, so she's a Gemini because she's tiny and cute and fun but serious, witty, likes to party, curious about all the nitty gritty details of the murders. Curiosity is definitely a strong Gemini vibe. And she's just like, right. I think the first time we see her character is outside the school. And she's just like, did you hear about Casey? She got gutted last night. She was hanging from a tree outside. Of yeah. And you're like, dude, calm down. It just happened. Yeah. And um, Stu is her boyfriend. Yeah, she's dating a guy. My final note on her was that she's dating a guy who keeps her entertained, who's social and energetic, which is something else that Gemini seeks is things to keep them like mentally engaged. And Stu is definitely her counterpart in that way. Who kills her, Billy or Stu? It's Billy, right? Because you see Stu very quickly after that scene, like like you see him in the next scene as the first shot. But you yeah. don't see Billy. Hard, tough to like really think about Steve killing his own girlfriend. Yeah. He seems to really like her. Yeah. Um, they also seem to have some like weird thing about who they're killing. I mean, like the first person, Drew Barrymore, were under were to understand once dated Stu, right? Right. But it they both killed her. I think they were both there for that. They were definitely both there, but like why did they kill her? Like why her? So it was like a revenge. Right. Thing. So they were like revenge killing. And then they wanted Sid to die because Billy wanted revenge for Sid's mom fucking his dad. And like. So I have Stu as a Sagittarius. Stewie. Yeah. Oh, wait. Stu. Yeah. Side note I love Matthew Lillard. You do. I love him so much. I don't even care that he does the same thing all the time. What's he up to? I'm too afraid to look it up. <laughs> uh, so I have Stu as a Sagittarius because he's like. He has a lot of fun, a lot of energy. He's got a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. He's dating a Gemini who keeps him engaged mm -hmm. because Gemini and Sag share that and they're on opposite ends of the wheel and opposites attract. Okay. He's a murderer. And he's a murderer. Uh, Sagittarius is always seeking some kind of reason or purpose for being. They're always looking for the greater meaning of, meaning of things. And um, it seems like, it seems that Stu at his like young age has a lot of Sagittarius energy with like, nowhere to really put it and uh, my theory is he was kind of like indoctrinated by Billy this kind of sinister person who gave him some like fucked up ideology to cling to right when he wasn't sure what else to be clinging to yeah. so he was just like all right because he doesn't seem to have any motive true during the whole movie <laughs> yeah just along for the ride Billy I have as a Scorpio okay but for different reasons than Ghostface all right uh he's quiet and mysterious, kind of creepy, strong eye contact, mm -hmm. very secretive. He's horny as hell. I feel like Ghostface is true horniness, and Billy is like horniness as a means of like power. It doesn't feel like sexy to me. Billy feels Whoa. so creepy and sinister. No, I, yeah, he doesn't make me feel horny. He. I feel horny when I horny. see Ghostface, but I don't feel horny when I see Billy. Okay, all right. Uh, he's destructive as a response to losing his mother. Um. He's seductive in that he managed Wait, to- Wait, his mother is alive, though. Yeah, but she, like, skipped town. Because his dad- She abandoned him. Boofed Maureen. Maureen Prescott. Yeah. Um, he's seductive in that he managed to convince his best friend to murder all of their friends, and he also got Sid to bang him on the- in, on the night that was like the height of the crisis. Yeah. Despite the fact that he was, in fact, the killer. Yeah. Take some wild- She wild lost her virginity charisma. to a murderer. To someone who 
did some bad shit to her mom. Yeah. Including murder her. Yeah. And then she lost her virginity to him. Can you imagine? Eek. And yet she has a boyfriend by the time Scream 2 starts up. Yeah. I don't know, man. She's just like, I think she really loves love. She loves love. But she doesn't have a boyfriend in Scream, well, in the beginning of Scream 3. She's definitely getting down on Detective, what is it? By the end, she's with Mc, Mc, McScreamy. <laughs> Detective Kincaid. Wow, McScreamy. And here we, and now we're gonna take a moment to do a beautiful astro probe. Well, I'm here today with Mike Kinsella of American Football, Owen, and a whole slew of other bands. Let's see, where do we begin? List them. Uh, in chronological order, my first band was uh, called Posers Must Die. Oh, whoa. It was in sixth grade. Oh my god. It was like a metal band. It was me and uh, my buddy Mike and he was the singer and I played guitar. It was a metal band with only guitar and singer. Mm-hmm. And we only like played ballads, which was, I guess, makes sense if you know the rest of the history of the music I make. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had our hit was Childhood Memories Fade Away. We wrote that in sixth grade. Um, oh my god. And then I joined my brother's band Toe Jam and then that turned into Cap'n Jazz when I was in high school. And then... Uh, that turned into Joan of Arc, kind of. I was in mm-hmm. that peripherally for many years and then did American football somewhere in the interim and then broke up. And then I was in Owls and then I was in American football again. And then I did solo stuff as Owen forever. Hell yeah. And I think we met each other. I, I saw you play with Now Now. I don't know if we met. I think it was like like 2013 or something like that. that I feel like we've like seen each other at various Chicago bars mm-hmm. and stuff throughout yeah, time. <laughs> probably. And we have other friends in common and yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. When um, did I first, I think I went up to you at a Bee Kitchen show though, right? Maybe. Is that when I first like talked to you? That might have been know. Lincoln Hall. Oh, or okay. no. Who's to say? Who's to say? So many Chicago Aside shows. us, who would know <laughs> where we met? <laughs> Was anybody there that night? If you yeah. saw us speaking, let us know. <laughs> Cool. Well, Mike is in town. He's in Los Angeles for a show. He's playing in a couple nights and I uh, have the pleasure of sitting down with him. When I mentioned astrology, he seemed very nervous. So that brings us to the next question. It's like a therapy session. that's a trigger. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I think because I know nothing about it. Okay. So my first, when you reached out and said, do you want to do my podcast about astrology? Mm-hmm. I mean, I laughed to myself and then I told you I don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I don't know one thing about it. I don't know. I know my sign is a Pisces. Okay. Oh, are you, wow. Are you, see, I don't get it. Like, what's that? I'm sorry. I don't normally like to have that res- the response, but I just know your music so well. Oh, okay. And like, <laughs> and Pisces is uh, just like a, a very kind of like sensitive, artistic, like uh, looking Aren't for they, like although, universal connectedness. I don't, kind I mean, of. I don't know anything about, I mean, obviously you do know about astrology and mm-hmm. you believe in it. Like, it's um, like a. So the angle of the podcast is like psychological astrology. So. A lot of the books that I read come from like psychologists that mm. use astrology as a tool. So it's like I don't like <laughs> believe that the planets are impacting us as much as I believe that if you just like look at your personal like birth chart, like a map mm. of the sky when you were born, it like opens doorways for you to think about your own personality and like figure out where you might be an asshole and where you're not. It's like mm. a prompt, like an ink blot sure. test or yeah. like yeah, it's not like a metaphysical podcast. It's it's more like a self help podcast. But Chris is also here talking about god knows what so yeah, it, it derails it <laughs> yeah it's self-help but definitely not self-help <laughs> so all right i'm gonna ask you three questions 
So I just looked up Mike's chart because he doesn't know much about astrology, and uh, he just tracked down his time of birth from his mom, which is amazing. (laughs) And he's a Pisces sun, a Virgo moon, and a Leo rising. All right. So first question. So this is Mm -hmm. the way this works is there's a sun question, a moon question and a rising question, which will mean nothing to you. And it'll take too much time to explain it. Okay. Um, So for the sun question. (laughs) can do this. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What do you think your purpose is? Oh, Uh, if you asked me this a couple months ago, I'd have a different answer. Huh? Feel free to share both. That's a huge question. Um, My purpose now is uh, just being a good dad, I guess. I didn't know that until 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. that would be my purpose. Great. Um, succinct. Some people really spiral when I ask that question. I mean, I could, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I've just spent months spiraling. Well, it's own, good to so. have like a kind of like a center. It, you know what? I've had this conversation. It's it's one of the best things about having kids is like, I just, it's like, I don't have like time to to like to dwell on myself or like, you know what I mean? I'm just like tired by the end of the day and. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so cool to have like this focus. It's great. You can like put your purpose into autopilot for a bit. Absolutely. I mean, you just wake up knowing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Okay. So moon question. What makes you feel safe? Alcohol. That's also a very Pisces answer. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So final question. And this one's like a little lighter than the other two. What TV show character, movie character, any fictional character, book, comic, anything, do you most, I uh, let's see. Do you most aspire to be like mm. and wish to be more like? Any character. Um, uh, all I can think of is athletes for some reason, but they're not even fictional. Um, I feel like that could work, though. I mean, what you see in sports is probably something way different than what I see in sports. But mm-hmm. if, if it means the same thing to you as what you think I'm getting at, go for it. It's pretty open-ended. Yeah. Um, I get all kinds of crazy answers. Someone said Christopher Robin... Because he like creates a universe that he's not the central character of. Mm, I'd I'd lean more towards Pooh Bear. Because you walk around with no pants on. Yeah, and I like eating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't know why I keep thinking about Kevin Garnett. He's like one of my favorite basketball players. Can I be Kevin Garnett? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Can you say a little bit about why? He plays with uh, tenacity. Yeah, he's intense. He's focused. He's. uh, I'm attracted to him. Like it. Mm -hmm. Like. His shape is like very attractive to me. It's like really lean and really long. Um, yeah, I think he's like he seems like a more evolved specimen of species than I am. I feel like I need to expand this question so that people can do more creative stuff with it like this. That's great. <laughs> and basketball players. Well, Mike, thanks for stopping in and doing this. Yeah, that's fun. I'm sorry I don't have anything to say about the topic. That's okay. It really, it's more fun when people don't know like what's Mm -hmm. going on. You get a more kind of like raw answer to each question. Then you can fill it in later with your knowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I feel like people who listen who have the same sun, moon, and rising as you will like hear your answer Mm -hmm. and then see if they relate to it or whatever. Yeah. I like that. Cool. So Mike had an album come out with American Football earlier this year that is incredible. And uh, if it sounds like... Really just keeping in touch with his projects, seeing what comes up, go catching some shows. But it seems like uh, he's living the good life and not road dogging it 24-7. So there's nothing really much to plug by way of touring. But he's out there. Um, So thanks for stopping in. Yes, thanks for inviting me. Uh, Then I have Randy as a Virgo. 
because he knows like all of the meticulous ins and outs of his passions, including horror films. He's a virgin. And his crush, Sid. He is a virgin in the <laughs> first movie. He's a virgin. He's observant and, analyt- and analytical. He judges, but still cares about others. He feels pretty Virgo into me. I honestly think he is a virgin in the second movie, too. I think he dies a virgin. Are you talking about, what's his bucket? Randy. Randy. Jamie he, Kennedy experience. He says in the video in Scream 3 that he gave it up to some girl that he worked with. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He gave it up to. I don't know why I said that. Then I have Casey, Drew Barrymore in the opening scene of Scream 1. Beautiful. Iconic. And she dies at the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. And yet, it is lasting in all of our minds. We've tied it's it. It's iconic. It is bound to the Scream franchise for life. Um, and pe- I feel like this might be common Scream knowledge, but I'm going to say it anyway, just in case, that Drew Barrymore was originally supposed to play Sid, but then like couldn't do it because she had some other shit going on, but she agreed to just do the opening scene. And the just like the power of that scene is so fucked up. So I gave her, and this is going to seem easy, but again, I have deeper reasons for it. Uh, I placed her as a Leo. Chrissy may be wondering why would oh, it be why obvious? Why would she be a Leo? Now I'm now I'm thinking. Well, Leos get kind of like people paint Leo with a very broad brush of mm-hmm. being like attention seeking, spotlighty. They're like the archetype of like an actor. And Drew Barrymore's an actor. Exactly. You could say any of these people are any any actor is a Leo, which is how you hey, know it's being painted with too broad a brush. Well, the I think the confusion that people have about that is Leo knows their purpose, mm-hmm. and when people know their purpose, it gives them a level of confidence okay. that can be, I think, misinterpreted as seeking attention or as taking the, stealing the spotlight. But, I mean, you can be a very subtle person and, and be very Leonian if you're just kind of, like, self-aware, I think. Um, but anyway, Drew Barrymore I put as a Leo because she was in that one scene and managed to create something so iconic and kind of steal the show um and it perfectly set the scene and encapsulates the moods of scream and it it feels like the purpose of scream and like what it's meant to inspire can all fit into that opening scene so i i did leo for her love it dewey i did as a taurus deputy dewey taurus all right you guys have the same mustache and we have the same mustache oh my gosh you should be deputy dewey for halloween that would be good Mm, me a cop for Halloween. Deputy How Dewey, but as Shrek. Yes, I'm Deputy Dewey as Shrek as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Deputy Shrek. Deputy Shrek Lightyear. I put him as a tourist because he's a sweet lug who's just trying to do the right thing and be a sweetie to everyone. Um, and he will stubbornly try and save people despite having an arm that is injured and a limp. He does have a limp. Am I allowed to say limp or am I going to get canceled? No, limp is good. Limp is exciting. Okay, so then for Gale Weathers, I put Aries because she'll do pretty much anything. will fight anyone to get what she wants. Nice. She has childlike tantrums when things aren't going right. She openly hits on Dewey, which Aries people are always kind of like grabbing the reins. Um, she's ahead of everyone on what's going on. She always, I mean, she like knows Cotton Weary's innocent like before the movie even starts. Yeah. Um, she always shows up at the center of things, and she's kind of selfish. She's career-driven, but in a particularly kind of, like, brutal way. What a silly name, Gale Weathers. <laughs> Her hair always looks like she just got caught in a gale. Something that all of the Scream movies did very well, I think. I've seen all of these movies, and I forgot who the killer was in 
I mean, not in the first one, but in the second and third one. You definitely don't expect the aunt from Roseanne to be the murderer. No, not at all. Debbie Salt. I put Debbie Salt as Gemini because she... The murderer. She changes identities, literally. Like, she goes from, I think we're to understand that prior to Scream 1, she was overweight mm-hmm. and looked very different. Yeah. And then now we see her as, like, based on Sid's response, kind of like an inverse to whatever she was before. Right. Gemini gets kind of like a rap for changing identities, which this is a more literal interpretation. Uh, I think that Gemini kind of changes their responses to things and the way they socialize, depending on the groups that they're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we see Debbie Saul, she's kind of adapting to whatever social situation she's in up until she's revealed as the killer. She left her husband when he cheated on her, which I find Geminian because I think if you cheat on a Gemini, like it's already hard enough for a Gemini to be engaged enough to stay committed to a relationship, let alone if you are duplicitous and cheat on them. It's like, well, bye. Uh, So between that, like interneting and reporting, those are communications, which are also tied to Gemini. Jenny pulled up a picture of the guy who voices Ghostface, and I want to throw up. I feel sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. The poor man. He's nice. He's He's nice nice looking. He's not what you expected. He doesn't match the voice. I think he's handsome. Do you guys think he's listening to the podcast? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe his family, you know. His family could be listening. What okay. if they're playing this at his funeral? So if it's his family, then the last the last thing they want to hear is that I think he's hot. They would rather that than he's not hot. Yeah, he looks so sexy. I just want to... <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what I would want. His trademark, according to IMDb, is that he's the voice of Mojo Jojo on the Powerpuff Girls. <gasps> Mojo Jojo is the same voice as the Scream guy? I don't know Mojo Jojo. Powerpuff Girls. He's the little evil monkey. I have never watched it ever in my whole entire life. He's like the main villain. It's funny that he always voices villains, and yet he looks like that. He looks like the human version of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh my god, he looks like Brad Pitt. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, The truth lies somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. Mickey, the other killer, I put as Uranus. Nice. Which we just learned about last Wait, week. Timothy Oliphant? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because he uses the coming of technology and how it intersects with culture and media violence to create this, like, in his mind, this, like, he wants the, there to be this new age of, like, judiciary primetime um, where, like, he can kill a bunch of people and make it this, like, political debate about if violence in movies and video games is like making people kill people he's like like, friggin unabomber yeah he like plotted this whole thing out before he had even done any of it yeah and um i feel like foresight into this kind of this idea that scary movies are making people kill other people is i feel like it was a little bit ahead of its time i think scream seemed to be one of the Feels like, anyway, one of the first movies that was really getting that kind of reputation, right? Mm-hmm. And they're super meta about it. Sid's boyfriend, Derek, I put as Jupiter. Um, Jupiter Chris is... O'Donnell, Chris o- Jerry O'Connell, Jerry O'Donnell, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> What's his name? Rosie O'Donnell. Jerry O'Donnell. I don't know. I've never seen that guy other than in what? this movie. What? He's married to Rebecca... <laughs> Rebecca? 
Gayheart? Romaine Stamos. Oh. And he was in Veronica Mars. Who's re- who was he in Veronica Mars? And who again Veronica. is... I'm saying Veronica. I'm saying that he's the titular oh, Veronica. Oh, he plays Veronica. I've never seen the show. He plays the shitty <laughs> sheriff who's, who's uh, Don Lamb's Dewey. brother. Dan Lamb. Oh my gosh, you're right. So Derek I put as Jupiter... Jupiter is tied to Zeus. I, I put Derek as Jupiter because... Is this anything? Zeus, Seuss, Riot. <laughs> I don't get it. What's that? There's a song called Zoot Suit Riot. It's oh. a swing song from the 90s. And I have to think of what this would be, but Zeus, Seuss, Riot is just the seed of an idea. And I will return later with, with what I have decided. Okay, so Derek... He's benevolent, he's boisterous, charismatic, he's performative in the cafeteria when he sings to Sid, he's handsome and, and lovable. These are all things that I would tie to Jupiter and also to Zeus. Uh, then the Cotton Weary, I have his cop- uh, Cotton Weary, I have his Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Because he's constantly trying to find his place in the world. We don't even know what Cotton Weary is good at. He just wants to be famous and recognized. And he gets famous in the second movie, or I guess in between the first and second movie. And he does. No, second and, wait. Yeah, second and third movie. And even though we see that Cotton Weary is kind of a little fucker, he still seems like he's like a good dude deep down, which I think like I tied a Capricorn because he's just wanting to feel special and seen and acknowledged as a person. He wants to be seen as like having value of some kind. And he's like willing to be a little prick, like a, a whiny little baby prick just to like try to get some semblance of but i will say so going into this it's been a while since i've watched two and three Mm -hmm. and i thought my ranking between the trilogy was one three two but i have decided it is one two three (gasps) <gasps> two is better than I remembered it to be. Two, and, I and agree three with that. Was wait, what? I agree with that. Two yeah. was better than I remembered it, but I think three still. Three was just like the funniest. Yeah. With Parker Posey. Parker Posey's great. Detective Kincaid, Doctor uh, McScreamy. McScream, Doctor McScreamy. Detective. Detective Doctor McScreamy. <laughs> Detective McScreamy. <laughs> I put him as a Pisces. Because he is haunted by the ghosts of his past because of that terrible line he has when she's like, hey, detective, what's your favorite scary movie? And he's like, my life. <laughs> Did we ever do we? I was kind of uh, not that I wasn't paying 100 percent of attention to the movie while I was watching it. But <laughs> did we ever get to why he was like. He almost it seemed like he was obsessed with the the whole murder thing. Like no, the there's Woodsboro. no explanation. He just he is just like has a, a big old thick file on Sydney. Yeah, he just like was doing his job really well, and also happens to be in love with her. Uh huh. Oops. How interesting. Uh, so yeah, the ghost of his past. I feel like it's Pisces to like linger in the past. Um, and uh, he buys flowers for Sid. He probably cries a lot at home in his shower. That's the vibe I get. Aww. Very emotional, sensitive little man who happens to just, like, crack the case. Or at least try with his, like, tiny little gun that he has in his desk drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Jennifer, a.k.a. Parker Posey. So good. Ugh. This one is going to seem typical, but there's no way around it. I put her as Aquarius. It feels like the easy answer, but... uh, 
she, she always presents like an Aquarius in every fucking movie she's in. She always is like tuned into something, some kind of like dimension that none of us fully understand. <laughs> she dresses eclectically and she's just like a true curiosity. Who knows what's going on with Parker Posey, but it's incredible. I stand Parker Posey. Parker Posey is everything. Parker Posey give me all the feels. I've actually never heard anybody say that they do. Like, no one's like, I don't like Parker Posey. Right. You know what I mean? The last person I have that I took notes for was Martha, who is Randy's sister. Um, For Randy's sister, I didn't put her as anything. I have no idea what she is, but I just want to know what she's doing in this movie. What's she doing in that trailer on that lot? She just was like... Yeah. So Randy is a high school boy from a town that is not in... It's not in a city. It's not in Los Angeles. It's like a suburb somewhere. Just a regular, typical boy. Well, they shot it where Cassie was born. Oh, where's that? Santa Rosa? Relax. I wasn't there when she was born. Was she born in the Bay Area? Because it looks exactly like the it's Bay like Area. It's like even beyond, be above the Bay Area. Oh, like Napa Valley? Yes, sir. Sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you can call me Daddy. <laughs> yes, Daddy. <laughs> Hello, Sydney. Anyway, so yeah, so so she must have traveled pretty far to deliver this little vid. Right, but she's just like literally nobody, and she shows up on the lot of a movie. In a trailer. But I like it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I loved it. We loved it. And I love Randy. I think Randy is one of my favorite characters. Well, uh, should we do some advice questions? Do we feel good about Scream? We love it still. I fucking, I will never not love Scream yet. Thank you. Yes. What happens in the fourth one? I got to rewatch the fourth one now. Oh, right. I guess it's maybe worth noting that I didn't find it worth noting that Scream was more than a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in summation, Scream, great films. You gotta see them. And now you know everybody's astrology sign from Scream, and that's the facts. You're trying to... Are you into a girl and you want to impress her, make her think you're hot, cool, and sexy? Put on the ghost face mask and, and try to kill her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Call her up and you say, what's your favorite scary movie? That's a, you always have a British accent when you do it. You never do not have a British accent when you do it. I guess I'll see when I edit, but I don't What's think What's your favorite true. scary movie? <laughs> right? Okay. No, it is not that British. And he does speak in the opening scene with Drew Barrymore a little bit like that. I just played it for you. Yeah, fucking... neither of us really heard it. Yeah. He's she says more like this. She says something like, have you seen Freddy Krueger like Friday Bojack the 13th or whatever? And then he goes... Yes, I've seen it. It was scary. It was scary. <laughs> I'm not rolling my R. <laughs> let's do some fucking advice questions. All right, let's give these people advice. They need it. Who's going to go first? This one's from Teak. Pisces. Think, what? I think Teak's written in before, but I liked this question. Pisces sun, Aries moon. Uh, I guess no rising sign, huh? <laughs> Way to drop the ball, Teak. Come on, Teak. What's that $30 app y'all talk about briefly that does the nail chart and whatnot? Well, I have not one but two $30 astrology apps. And I am i don't know which one specifically you're referring to, but the two that I have are Time Passages 
and Astro Gold. Astro Gold is worth the $30 because you can save all of you can save an infinite amount of charts in it. It's very accurate. It's very like malleable to whatever like kind of astrology you like to use. It's just like it's it's just my favorite app. But Time Passages is not one I would recommend for like serious astrology, but it is really cool for um it, it does this thing for compatibility. When you put two charts in, it'll tell you like on a scale of 1 to 10 how compatible you are with someone. It's not at all serious. Yeah, in a different of uh, in different categories like uh, sexual attraction or like uh, and then like finances, long-term friendship, friendship. It's got all these different things and then it it compiles all the data and gives you a like on a scale of 1 to 10 how compatible you are with the person. It is not serious astrology, but it's fun. It's just like a fun thing to do with your friends or with your crush or whatever. Chris. Uh-huh. What's your favorite app? <laughs> <laughs> I have Hooji. It makes your Pictures look like Instagram. That's what like the new the Neo Scream guy would call and be like, "What's your favorite mukbang account on Instagram?" <laughs> I have an app called One Second Every Day, which I've really fallen off. Auto chords, G tabs. You know what? To be continued. I'll finish this in the next episode. Question number two, unnamed. Okay, wait, hold on. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Who? Junior. Darth Vader Jr., the Sagittarius, writes, For the past couple weeks, I've had some bad luck. I thought it was all coincidence, but once I started listening to your pod and got into astrology, I keep getting daily horoscopes that keep getting worse and worse, especially relating to my love life. How do I use astrology to steer me in the right direction toward better situations? Stop being Darth Vader, for friggin' starters. First of all, never trust an astrology app. That I feel like I've seen a lot of memes. You just about said it. to spend sixty dollars on astrology app. Okay, this is great. Let me point out the differences. The astrology apps I just recommended don't give you daily horoscopes that are like a sentence that you get as a notification that, like, as the memes show, are like some intern sitting there just like bullshitting. Uh, and you know, even if the apps aren't just bullshitting, their algorithm still no app is going to give you an appropriate horoscope. You got to learn about what is going on in your chart so you can understand your own goddamn horoscope. But uh, it's just like coincidental that your app gave you a shitty update and your love life's going bad. To use astrology to steer you in the right direction, I would say in the info I've given you in these episodes, keep learning about your own chart. Honestly, just reading simple little things about your chart will open up new ways of thinking about yourself. It really is like you don't have to be a hardcore astrologer to, you know, get things out of astrology. Astrology will put things in your little trick-or-treat pumpkin head. This next question is from Sally. Jesse Raphael. Libra sun, Aries rising, Capricorn moon. What would be your advice slash personal opinion on dating someone with the same sun sign as yourself? Chris. You gotta do it. Do you think what I should have, well, you, you are. I just you, wanted to see what you had to say. Okay, you have to do it because how fun would it be to have the same sun sign and the way that would make your life interesting would be, it would be like, you know how... How do I put this delicately? Only you know how to make yourself feel certain ways. Are you talking about masturbating? I don't know. And think about that and how 
somebody with the same sign as you could probably achieve joint those birthday parties things yes joint birthday parties sexual healing you all always want the same types of food you're the same age you're the same muscle index is that right yeah that's exactly how astrology works thank you i think i get it i'm cured i would say dating the same sun sign often works out mm -hmm. and Sometimes it doesn't. And here are some examples. Aries is uh, very aggressive and hard-headed, and they, they really like to be kind of like at the forefront of things. With other people, yes. But um, the ram is associated with Aries. So when you get two of them together, they're like they butting ram. heads. They ram each other. Nice. So That's two, two Aries sons, I think, can be a really challenging relationship. Taurus can be really challenging either in that they're both so set in their ways and like not budging that they're not going to be able to like open up to each other with true understanding or it could be the opposite of that where they're both kind of like so sluggish and like comfortable in their ways that neither of them wants to engage and so the relationship isn't growing gemini is always great two gemini's together is insane but good um two cancers great they're going to commit to each other and feel safe within that there's cancer is a very committal sign leo can be really good if you both our understanding of each other's kind of like purpose and um, schedule because you're both actors <laughs> exactly yeah leo can go either way it just depends on how aware both people are libra great together scorpio can be great but also kind of fucked up and crazy it just depends on again awareness sagittarius can be a lot of energy a, a lot of, I mean, Sagittarius is quick to anger. So a relationship with two Sagittarians can be just like very intense. Capricorn. I identify as a Capricorn. Capricorns, I think, go good together because they both understand why the other would need to be kind of like detached and be working on their own shit. Thank you. Uh, same thing for Aquarius. Aquarius needs space and not to be overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, Capricorn and Aquarius, I think, go really well together. That's my wife. And your mom. Oh, that's actually fake. That's you and your true. mom go so Astrology good together. Astrology is actually not fake. It is, is bad. It sucks, and I don't even like it. Uh, two Pisces together, hyper-emotional, hyper-sensitive, really great if independently both people have their shit together. If not, chaos. Chaos. Well, hey, rate and review. Hey, I got news for you. I have I have something that I found and I want to read. I re I was going through our iTunes reviews as I do, and this one really stood out to me. And so I'm going to read it now. And I chose this myself. One my Misa to Pizza. That's the name of the person. You get the hiccups? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Insightful and funny. Before this podcast, I wasn't too into astrology, but thanks to Chris's sexy little voice, hello, thank you, and Jess's explanations and breakdown of astrology, I'm all on board now. Keep up the great work, Astro Mom and Dad. Hell yeah. They said you had a sexy little voice and you missed out on your chance to say, hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Hello, one Misa to pizza. What if the scream guy called someone to spook him and he had the hiccups? Oh, that would be good. I bet that happens in Scary Movie. <laughs> uh, you can... <laughs> 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 
You can write into us at astroblasting.com or at astroblasting at gmail.com if you want us to answer your advice <laughs> questions. She got the hiccups. <laughs> Halloween hiccups. I got so scared. It's a tradition. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at astroblasting on both. And there's a Scorpio playlist up now on Spotify and Apple Music or on our website un- under Astro Jams. What better to play at your Halloween party than the Astro Blast Scorpio playlist? Okay. Yeah, it's very scary. It's got a song from the Scorpion King you know, what song, you know what song I put on it from Scorpion what? King? <laughs> I put I Stand Alone by Godsmack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We love it. Jenny, you got a new song. It's called Gravitron. That's true. And you love it and I love it. We all love it. We all love it. We feel happy. My record came out. It's called Born Hot. Yeah, what what happens is on Halloween, you get a call at night and someone's like, what's your favorite album? And then you're like, um, Born Hot by Chris Farron. Yes. And he's like, oh, you're right. I guess I won't kill you. Yeah, that's the only way to not be murdered is by loving my album, Born Hot. Number 22 on the Heat Seekers chart. Ow, ow. Thank you. Well, speaking of sexy little serial killers with ghost masks on that are just calling me up and like this sexy little voice, I'm H for the D. It's to the stars and back. 